Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Tim and John show. Lots of craziness to talk about today. Actually, you know, lots of craziness to talk about every day. We had the Fed raise rates for the first time in three and a half years. We've got the petrodollar under attack. Biden signed an executive order, uh, basically greenlighting a central bank digital currency. And, you know, essentially everything that's going on really is making the perfect case for both, you know, Bitcoin, crypto and precious metals. And just think of like, like every headline we just gave would be like bombshell, red alert, <laughs> freaking talking about ever since we started doing these shows. And actually the first official Tim and John show, because we had some unofficial, some, you know, sort of like pre-shows before we created the show. But the first official one, I believe, was March 6th, 2020. And on that show, we were actually talking about Russia uh, on that show. So, you know, and of course, you know, I lost the exact spot in here. Actually, you know what? I did it was 2740. It. Well, I, I, I had like three different screens open and it was I couldn't find that video, but now I found now I found the video. So let's go over here doing this in real time and uh check out this clip from Tim John Show, episode seven, and economic 9-11 is upon us. Yeah, I'm sure they're gonna love that uh, that title in there. And here we go. But so you said it was it was a 2740 mark. You know, I had it yeah, yeah. exactly queued up. I didn't like saying the word queued up because it reminds you of freaking queued on but uh all right you said you know what, let me you know i don't it's 2740 <laughs> for sure 2740 for show okay let's show all right yeah i would love to own that relic i mean that would just be absolutely amazing so at this point i mean yeah. i think there's nothing that can save trump I mean, early on, I was saying he needs to free Ross Albrecht. To- All right. You know, I don't think, you know, for some reason, this thing isn't like, okay. Right. You know, it's at the, four, this one's at the 40 minute mark for, uh, oh, okay. There it was. Maybe. Okay. So here we go. This is actually, you know what that, sorry, this was, sorry, that was Tim and John's show. This was episode seven. I was on episode seven, not episode one. So, John, you were right. I was just yeah. on the wrong episode. <laughs> um, because that episode, you know what, while we're on that episode, we're going to skip around. And first talk about this, because this one also, obviously, it's number seven. So this was, uh, this one was March 6th. The other one was back in, uh, was back, I think, in, in February of 2020. So anyways, this was uh, March 6th, 2020, about 11 days before we were underneath quarantine. To get the libertarian vote. That's, you know, you need that and you need every right. other. You know, it went to the 2740 mark and not the, not the other mark that we went to. But this is what happens when you're trying to go live. So uh, anyways, let's try this believe that we'll look back at even right now as the good times because i think we're going to lose a lot of freedoms and it's all going to be blamed on the virus when initially i thought i, was, I thought we were getting a war with china or russia and then blame it but you know with trump getting elected that then uh shifted strategies to you know i guess this and whether it was manufactured or not the, the media yeah. manufactured this fear which is then the to me the bigger problem uh then and march 6 2020 that's going on um, but yeah, it's a fear, you know, if everybody I guess it prepared and flipped the script I mean, basically, had, Tim, you know, even a week's worth of food, I mean, it's not that so crazy. It's basically the opposite now, we'll be talking about there. Uh, it doesn't take a lot to do that. It doesn't take a lot. Of <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to try to pull up that, that other clip, I guess, while I'm rambling as well, but I know <laughs> the other one, I mean, essentially we started off the very first episode we ever did to talk about all the craziness in the world that's gone on the past couple of weeks. And then obviously, you know, you know, that's really, you know, I guess child's play compared to everything else that was coming over the, over the next two years. And unfortunately yeah. just coming and coming, but uh, you know, what's sort of front and center with you or how things going over there in Canada and 
you know, so <laughs> actually, you know, I did, I just, I ended up just finding, of course, as I try oh. to you know, kick it over to you, I ended up finding the clip that we wanted to find. But anyways, here we go. This is episode numero uno from the Tim and John episode of number one. The question deal is all, I mean, I had a video, a Facebook live that I did three minutes long, September 16th, 2016, saying Trump is going to win and they're going to blame it on the Russians. And this is why they're going to blame it on the Russians. So this whole entire thing is just driving me effing nuts because not only did I predict Trump, I predicted that they'd blame it on the Russians. And then seeing all this crap of knowing about Hunter Biden years ago, I mean, a lot of people watching this probably know about it. People knowing about Victoria Newland and all the crap that was going on. People knowing about, you know, basically, you know, all the Crimea stuff was all about, you know, us putting defensive missile systems up against, uh, you know, so it's like I can put an <laughs> AR-15 to your head, but no, it's a defensive AR-15. So don't worry about it, John. Uh, but it, when in actuality, you know, you're having missiles that can go strike offensively right up against the border. And so that would piss off anybody. I mean, it would piss off, you know, uh, me down here in Arizona, oh, yeah, no. Russians came here in the Mexican border and started putting, you know, defensive <laughs> missiles pointed right in my backyard. That would well, be- maybe maybe that's the future too. Maybe it's either China or Russia. You know, together we'll start putting missile, uh, you know, launch sites everywhere around us, and, uh, and you know, then we're in the same uh, boat. This is all about like the thinking of empires, and of course, empires they need, uh, of course, an empire of that in order to run their war machine, and of course. Uh, as they're going more and more bankrupt, they need to print more money. So they need to go to war to print even more money. So I, I think we're in for, like we're heading straight towards something uh, because there's there's no way out of like a fiat currency collapse other than, of course, you could have a free market. Uh, oh, no, you definitely can't. Oh, have- no, the free market. <laughs> yeah, free market. And so- Let's not talk about that, Tim. So maybe when people are like, you know what, like, you know, this sorry, this is a defensive AR-15 pointed at your face. Like, oh, we have defensive nukes. Don't worry, Russia. It's a defensive nuke. Tim is going to get banned, by the way, and now our channel yeah, is going to be done. Who fucking care for banned? <laughs> you know, YouTube shouldn't be supporting YouTube anyways. Yeah. You know, if you guys want to ban me, fucking ban me. You know, I'm this. But the thing is, this was episode yeah. number one. Episode number one. And the thing is, we had, I'd also, I've been bitching about this since 2013. Like the yeah. main thing we've been warning about were central bank digital currency and war with Russia as the pretext to bring that in and have everything collapse. And now it's like right on cue, Ooh. all those things rolling up right at the exact same time. And yeah. then, oh, what a surprise that all this stuff starts happening right as the Federal Reserve is basically forced to play their hand and forced to raise rates when they don't really want to raise rates. And, oh, they're going to raise them, what was it, like six more times? Yeah, bullshit, they're going to raise them six more times. So March Madness is, uh, you know, you know, this time of year, I, mean, I used to be a gigantic college basketball fan. I mean, growing up in Syracuse, there's really nothing going on in Syracuse besides basketball. But, you know, I stopped watching all sports and all the propaganda. But, you know, March Madness is known as one and done, uh, you know, because if you're, you know, you lose, you're out of the tournament and the tournament, you know, it's about to start, I think, you know, probably like tomorrow or the next day. Uh, but anyways, I think the Fed is much closer to one and done than they are to raising rates six times. I mean, maybe they'll probably maybe sneak off another, maybe one or two more. Uh, and those will just be sort of token ones that they don't really want to do or come or yeah. have a lot of excuses, but much, much closer to one and done. And maybe that would be a good title too, because it goes along with March Madness, uh, which they probably don't care at all about March Madness up in, up in Canada. Well, didn't, uh, uh, wasn't it Fauci too that had uh, created a March Madness of all the viruses that he had, uh, you know, tried to promote throughout time. And then finally he got his, you know, COVID-19 finally worked to, uh, you know, uh, scare the masses. 
You know, we just had uh, here in Manitoba that just uh, on the first they uh, removed the vax passports, and then on the fifteenth they moved to masking. And and believe me, it was it was pretty hilarious. People were so scared. Uh, you know, I I went in there of course without a mask first I could, uh, and uh, as as soon as I did that, people were walking around like looking like with uh, eyes that you know you were. Uh, Full of disease or something so it's pretty hilarious i i actually enjoyed myself quite well uh, but it was pretty uh saddening to watch all these sheep running around with these uh face diapers on still and and uh, actually i would say like 95 percent after they removed like you don't have to wear it anymore and still 95 percent is wearing it and uh, when you go on the countryside i'm a little bit further yeah. on the countryside now it's not as bad but yeah so uh, it's like what we're heading towards there and what was interesting too in in ukraine of course is that they found some labs i thought it was a conspiracy theory to begin with but then of course victoria oh wait victoria newland who went on uh i think it was cpac and started talking about the ukrainian labs we need to get the the, the or destroy whatever content we have in these labs <laughs> oh the, the same labs that were conspiracy theories that didn't exist until they admitted just like now they're admitting that oh the cia has been funding proxy wars and having people over there since 2013 oh mm-hmm. really yeah big surprise that you know that the cia has been having uh and, know, and, and, wars. and guess what and guess what trudeau is hanging out over you know like he was like uh, i do not stand with people that wear waving swastikas well guess what he is he is standing with people waving swastikas because the Azov neo-Nazi groups that are fighting over there around Mariupol in, in Ukraine are actual neo-Nazis running around with Nazi flags. It's hilarious. To me. You can't make this up anymore. It's, it's just mind-boggling, like the, the insanity. Not that we support Putin or, uh, or any of this moronic, you know, invading another country or anything, but, you know, we're just pointing out how stupid both sides are. Yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on like the all the you know Russian Ukraine inner working details. I just actually shot a Tim and Yoshi that will be coming out you know soon. I'm getting into like the Russia versus Ukraine and you know Putin is a good guy, bad guy, like more like 5D chess type stuff. And basically, long story short, it's uh, that these are all sort of war criminals, authoritarians, yeah. and just because you know you know, there was some bad stuff going on over here with Ukraine and NATO doesn't mean Putin's a good guy. And then, you know, I kind of get into the further explanation of all that. But anyways, we'll save that for for this one, because obviously, you know, big news with today with the Federal Reserve uh, hiking rates for the first time in uh, three and a half years. And I do remember at the Anarchapoco speech that I gave uh, where the Fed at the time, you know, says they're going to be on this like trajectory of raising rates that would be a lot closer to going to zero or, you know, that would probably go to zero first before it goes to like 4%. And now, obviously, you know, they came out today and so they're going to raise rates six more times. No way that's happening. Absolutely no way that's happening. Well, well, Tim, what was interesting, too, with the rate hikes is that every time they've been hiking the rates back up, they seem to only be able to go half the way of what they did before. So, like, they, I think there were 10, then there were 5, then there were 2.5, 2.25. I think now, we, I think we talked about when we did our projection uh, uh, video uh, in the early uh 2022 in january i think we were talking about like about 125 1.5 or something i think that's what we're like our our target is before they totally collapse into quantitative easing again 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's always going to be lower lows in terms of where the Fed funds rate is. And maybe the only caveat, and I have expressed this caveat before, is maybe they can you know get off their six rate hikes if uh, the inflation rate's like 20%. And then, oh, wow, we got you know a 2% Fed funds rate. Ooh, big whoopty. Um, and the thing is, I mean, the, the real inflation rate probably is closer to 15 to 20%. You know, it's just the fact that we're not comparing apples to apples. We've belabored this point a million times before. Uh, I wrote a book entitled how it's rigged on how they rigged these numbers in 2015 so it's just so annoying having to then come back and see like all these people are like oh my god you know economists could have never predicted this inflation and no economist saw this coming it's like you know what every fucking austrian economics and libertarian and anarcho-capitalist person every single one of us fucking saw it coming everyone yeah. probably watched this video probably saw it coming because anyone who has two eyes ears no, that knows what's and going. a few brain cells. Yeah, so brought two brain cells together, and you know, get some <laughs> running around in there, and then we would know what's going on. So, just very, you know, everyone has, you know, deserves, you know, what's coming to them. Essentially, you know, what you wanted to go. Not that voting for Biden or Trump would have mattered, but you know, you want your Democrat, and you want to, you know, bankrupt fossil fuel. Well, guess what? Your ass is getting bankrupt. Not, not uh, J.P. Morgan, mm -hmm. not Exxon, not any of these other big globalists. It's you. That's getting bankrupt. I'm pointing to you to liberals, and obviously there's no liberals watching this. Uh, and if there are, uh, you know, it's you know, you guys can repent, you guys can admit that you're wrong and everything, and maybe go back from the beginning of these episodes and start watching them and realize how you know you guys have been tricked and duped the entire time. And I'm not letting off the conservatives either because you guys have been duped by Fox News and everybody the entire time too. Uh, you know, voting in you know Cheeto Jesus, and but I know I was a Trump fan in 2016 because I wanted to stop war with Russia. Because uh, I thought that, okay, you know, obviously, you know, he's not a great guy being uh, Trump, but at least he doesn't want this war with Russia. And he was doing a lot of uh, pretty aggressive stuff in terms of like, hey, if you guys go in and do stuff to Kiev. And he attacked Iran, like he shot missiles against the killed Iranian uh, top general too and stuff. So, yeah, they're all like a whole bunch of warmongers over there in the in the United States. Everybody loves war. And now, of course, you got little Trudeau, little minion Wait, running Lindsay, around. Lindsey Graham. I mean, I'd bet a million dollars that that guy was, you know, taking it from John McCain or something. I mean, well, yeah, and he was over in Ukraine with McCain. If you go and look at videos, he's there hanging out, you know, like with these uh, yeah, half uh, neo-Nazi groups that, that they supported over there in Ukraine. So, uh, of course, and, and all these uh, kids that they have, you know, like a lot of them, like uh, was it Hunter Biden? I think he sat on a uh, a border oil company where he earned like eighty thousand dollars or something. Yeah, <laughs> That's Burisma, a border. And Burisma and uh, and yeah. and meanwhile, uh, Lindsey Graham was probably sitting on John McCain's lap over there, and maybe they were <laughs> maybe they were saving money on a hotel room. But what what's really scares me is that you got guys like Lindsey Graham and then Mitch McConnell now says that we're in a war like these uh, a war hawk rhino type of. Uh, uh, idiots that are never been in a fight, never been punched yeah. in the face, and they want to go act about how tough they are. And Lindsey Graham obviously is a closet, you know what, and wants to act like he's real big and tough. And I'm from the South and from uh, you know from South Carolina. When in actuality, we all know that he wants to you know things I can't say to be you know kicked off YouTube again. Well, he's an idiot. Let's just back. leave it at. Let's just say it in a nice way. Yeah, little 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 ninny boy. Uh, you know, anyways, <laughs> oh, man, Lindsey Graham. I mean, if there's this, you know, it's just, you know, chicken hops like that. People that want to send other people's kids to war to die over banker causes, over 
fueling the petrodollar, of keeping all this. They're a bunch of losers. Like, uh, they're they're nothing else but losers. Like, who doesn't want to come over and actually act like a man? And you know, like, how about you go over there yourself if you're so tough? You know, like tough guy. You know, like go over and assassinate Putin if that's what you want. You know, go right ahead. I mean, Russian leaders. I mean, historically, like if you're gonna f up, like you know, Putin did walking into this trap. I mean, uh, I mean, Putin's days probably are numbered in terms of you know even things going on for them at home. But you know, I guess getting back on the the rails over here, I mean, we do have the news of you know Saudi weighing you know potentially accepting the yuan and deals, which would then obviously you know erode the petrodollar. But guess what? The plan is to erode the petrodollar, which is why Klaus Schwab wrote about it in his fucking book. Where they're telling you the thing is we're not like Nostradamus, we're not like soothsayers that are getting downloads from Jesus and you guys have to go listen to me. They tell you everything they're going to do. Like, it's, yeah, like yeah. I, I'm blessed with a very good memory and also cursed with a very good memory that I remember all this stuff and I know all this stuff and I can connect the dots on this. But I'm connecting dots of things that people have said. I'm not like I'm not making this stuff up. They and they got get- all their they got all their minions, you know, like running around like Russia is full of uh, World Economic Forum global leaders. I'm at year 2002 right now. And basically, like, I would say, like, 10, 15, 20% of all the oligarchs that Russia has are old World Economic Forum guys, like, actually young global leaders. And then I'm getting praised by uh, Klaus Schwab and Klaus Schwab being like, oh, in 2016, Davos Forum, I would say that Joe Biden was the hardest working person at that, constantly networking all the way. Well, he's what what do you got to remember with klaus he likes to name drop people that have attended you know i couldn't care less about who attended you know like anybody could go and attend a meeting with a whole bunch of morons you know uh speaking at it uh the, but the thing that i'm more worried about is his young global leaders and his global leaders for tomorrow programs which is actually a five-year program uh that they take these uh, ki- younger kids through and guess who's been there you know like uh, the the uh head of the russian central bank uh um what was his name now uh, uh his name is vladimir by the way too um but his he, name his last name is smith like in vladimir okay it was either vladimir igor <laughs> uh it got you know uh, but I, anyways um what 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 it shows though is that like these guys are you know very much bought into it and when you go and look at them today or what they've done today 95 percent of them are 100 percent bought into the whole agenda 21 because what the world economic forum really is it's just an arm uh to you know control the corporate and and the banking side of things into the the uh sustainable development goals the agenda 2030 agenda 21 all this stuff that the un has developed but they needed an a corporate kind of approach to it and that's what klaus schwab has perfectly done you know with his uh programs uh and promoting and, and of course having these Young Global Leader Programs and Global Leaders for Tomorrow. Actually, he had to change the name because it were controversial. And I think Richard Warner, uh, which created the, the documentary The Princess of the Yuan, of the Yuan, of the Yen, he actually leaked all this information. He got, you know, acquired to all these member lists that he saw. And he actually leaked all of these member lists. And, and sure enough, you know, like if you go and look at most of them, you find that they very surely love to promote that they were a global leader for tomorrow or a young global leader. <laughs> yeah. It's all about networking and, you know, seeing yeah. where, you know, going to, you know, build their own little fiefdoms and thiefdoms. 
But you know, right now, let me just uh, go back over to some of these articles over here that we. But we're going to talk about the yuan and like the the, the petrodollar falling here, which yeah. is. We'll, we'll get to that. I've got that one pulled yeah. up on the other screen here. But yeah, the Fed has aggressive rate hiking plan, but it could burn the economy as it fights inflation. Obviously, like there's no way <laughs> that the Federal Reserve is going to be able to you know hike rates without you know killing the golden goose of the stock market, and there's going to be some sort of cry uncle moment or some. And I've been talking about war with Russia for you know, basically forever. Uh, and then, you know, it was getting, obviously when we had Scott Horton on in December saying that this was going to be one of the main pretexts along with maybe a cyber attack to then be the excuse to keep printing money. And then uh, just one second, wait, let's pull over here to the- Well, Jamie's going to come in and be like, <laughs> I lost $15 so I couldn't put all stuff on Russia. <laughs> can you see yeah. the, uh, can, can you see the Yuan article or is it a different article right now? Uh, this is the Fed uh, aggressive. Oh, right. Okay, I was sharing yeah. the window. I was sharing the wrong <laughs> window. Okay, here we go. Oh, we got Yuan jumps after report on Saudis weighing its use in oil deals. I mean, and this is huge, but I mean, this is pretty much like that's the biggest blow ever. Uh, it's, actually, it's like any other day in terms of news. It's just like we're just hit with so much stuff, like from every yeah. single angle, full spectrum dominance. <laughs> I mean, the fact that this isn't the biggest news today because we've got, you know, nuclear war, uh, CBDCs, uh, petrodollar <laughs> going down. I mean, it's just like they're just hitting us with like information overload on all this yeah. stuff. Well, what, not, um, yeah, well, I actually make this. Okay, it's almost at the point where I like almost like wanted to stop even making videos completely until I'm like 100 percent off grid and like have my food security, even I've got food security for like over a year and a lot of other supplies that I'm a lot more prepped now than I was two years ago when all this stuff started. But, you know, I'm not hundred percent where I need to be. And actually my Starlink came today. So, you know, I'll be joining John in the cool call with that and being able to RV and stuff with, with that um, at some point here in the near future, now that I, that came today, but uh, yeah, I obviously know Elon Musk is not necessarily a great guy. And there's all the bad stuff going on with him. He's no, his his name is Elona Musk time. now, by the way. He changed his name. According to the Chechen uh, general, he changed his name, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, but I, basically, I basically, you know, at the point now where it's like, you know what? We've been warning about this stuff for so long. I mean, if people don't, I mean, what else is there to warn about? I mean, you know, people need to be, you know, getting themselves ready. And so, I, so maybe I'll just come on in the future and just do, you know, guest podcast host on your show or other people's shows. Cause it's most of the point where it's like, you know what, if I'm not fully ready, I feel like a hypocrite, you know, up here bitching about, you know, all the little things going on when, uh, and, and yeah, and, and compared to most people, I'm probably, you know, more prepared than 99% of people, but you know, guess what? You know, I don't compare myself to most people because most people, uh, you know, are miserable, they're fat, overweight, which I guess, you know, the same thing, which I can't say I'm apparently, you know, I call people with fat on Instagram and I've got two strikes on Instagram too. So my days are numbered on there too. <laughs> so, but you know, the average person, you know, yeah. fat, miserable, depressed, you know, on a bunch of pills, but, um, alcoholic. So but I'm back to average. Yeah. But yeah, let's go back to the Yuan Saudis. Uh, you know, well, see, see the, the most important thing about that, Tim, is that uh, it's actually the biggest news that we've ever heard, really, because that guess what? That's where the U.S. empire started. That's where the whole petrodollar started from. And Kissinger went down there and met with these Bedouins and gave them, uh, you know, the riches of, you know, the oil reserves and everything that they had down there and, and created them into basically fake royal. Like they're they're not really like even royal descent, you know, the 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 Saudis down there. 
but you know that's what they created out of them and then the saudis you know sold their dollars in us us dollar denominated right so that's how they created this whole us dollar petrodollar you know that is spread around the world everything you know in global financial markets have been sold in us dollars but if you go now and look at uh, different places and if you look at price quotes by the way uh, a lot of it is starting to be also um, you know shown in yuan and uh, in, in actual in yuan quotes uh, as well when you go and look at commodity markets so uh, this blow to the to the dollar it, it hasn't of course happened yet uh, because they're in talks but just that they're even talking about it is a massive substantial thing and of course it's not just that you know there was uh india's now looking at doing uh rupee uh, rupee ruble uh swap lines uh for oil uh and, and um so you know this is exactly what you said to him you know the, uh, like klaus schwab wanted to do he wanted to destroy the u.s dollar as the predominant currency because that's how the U.S. were an empire and they were able to control everything. They want to scatter everything into smaller pieces so they're easier to control with their little minions. Uh, and so what, what is happening right there is straight on book. And, and there's, of course, in Russia right now, there's so much happening with uh, decoupling from the dollar. You know, even though that the, now the ruble has actually drastically come down again, it's not as bad. Like it was 120 uh, 130 rubles to a dollar. Now it's at 89 right now as we speak. Uh, but what has happened is that uh, VTB Bank, which is one of the three biggest banks in Russia, is now taking yuan-denominated uh, deposits, by the way. Uh, also, MasterCard and, and, um, and Visa pulled out. Well, guess what? UnionPay came in. And so they got the Chinese Union Pay, which is just a, a, a different version. It's the Chinese version of uh, Visa MasterCard, like credit cards, right? And um, you got a whole bunch of all these other moves uh, that are happening right now to de-dollarize the world, basically. Uh, and uh, they're happening, the you know, the pretext of that. The U.S. is basically pushing this. So, I mean, yeah, everything, yeah. everything the U.S. is doing in terms of, you know, saying, oh, Russians banned from doing this. And then obviously, you know, China's over here taking notes and like, okay, well, this is what the U.S. did. And when we go in, because the real story is about, you know, Taiwan, you know, eventually, you know, China taking that over. So all the yeah. liberals are going to stop, you know, going to throw away all their Chinese products when that goes on. And well, uh, listen, like the, the, the IOC calls it Chinese Taipei. So we know what side the UN is on already. <laughs> It's, it's yeah, Chinese. It's, it's yeah. Everybody's on. I mean, the fact that, and I used to be a big Olympics fan and, you know, getting on to like the rah-rah, just going by. Now, I mean, I could care less. I mean, I think I saw it on like in the background of the, you know, a few different places I always went to. And, you know, it seemed like your people were doing pretty, pretty well in terms of uh, Norway. But you know what? Unfortunately, they're doing well when nobody now cares about the Olympics, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Globalist, a bunch of globalist crap. Oh, man. And I don't know. What no, it's, it's pretty funny actually watching. Years. I can't yeah. wait for two years from now when all the women swimmers have gigantic balls and like their big balls. Hey. <laughs> you can't go the other way, though. Like I, I just saw I just saw a promotion. It's like all these women, like empowerment of women, like they were talking about literally transgender men turning into women. They're yeah, like, yeah, we don't care about the transgender yeah. women turning into men. Like, fuck those guys. Like, oh, impossible is nothing. And, you know, you can be 
like a man, a computer is a woman. And I mean, that isn't exactly what it said, but obviously paraphrasing. <laughs> but one other article I saw today, you know, as you know, kind of going along with this whole de-dollarization and just how people just don't understand what's really going on. It was a, uh, it might have been either Bloomberg article or uh, I'm trying to share, make sure I'm on the right screen here. The $140 billion question, can Russia sell its huge gold pile? Uh, I got an idea, Eddie Spence, whoever fucking wrote this. Uh, why the fuck would they want to sell their $140 billion gold? Because that's really the only asset besides their big natural reserve assets that they have. Why are they going to sell that? You'd have to be an idiot to sell it. But oh yeah, you work for Yahoo Finance, which means you probably are an idiot. Uh, actually, let's see. No, work for Bloomberg. Yeah, from Bloomberg. Well, and, and if they actually were to sell it, they could just go on the Shanghai uh commodities exchange and exchange it for like for oil with the chinese for example like oh yeah let me go take your fake money that you can print up in one second and buy up this you know actual asset that that you can't just you know make up out of thin air it's like the dumbest thing possible and everything we're doing to punish russia is then this leading them more into china leading them more into india then also then encouraging those countries to get off the dollar standard as well and all of this writing is on the wall and then there's going to be some sort of a collapse of the currency and then they're going to have the united states central bank digital currency and then the people are going to say oh we need something to come rescue us to come save us and that saving us in air quotes is going to be the central bank digital currency and they're going to get people to beg for help, which is why the guy that created the Federal Reserve System, James Warburg, said we shall have a one world government. It's only a matter of its consent or conquest. Said this in fucking 1910. God damn it. Yeah. So it's like, what? I'm not sure that's exactly, but the Federal Reserve, I mean, their first meetings were in 1911, established 1913. So this was way back when they were talking, you know, over a hundred fucking years ago that this was already the game plan. So the conquest- It was like Warburg, I have a dream of a global government. Route was World War One, World War Two. They realize you can't beg someone to submission, so you need to beg for their help. And so the help is going to be through, you know, I'm from the government here to help, but you know, all, you know, all roads, uh, you know. Why? Well, I, I think I think actually help. Simon uh, Dixon was right. But what's going to happen is they're going to get people to beg for help. It's going to come in the CBDC, and then it's going to be tied in with the vaccine passport. And if you aren't towing the company line and everything, you're going to be cut off. They're going to have everyone by the balls. And some people are like, oh, everybody not like this guy swearing. Well, guess what? You're really not going to like it when your kids and grandkids are fucking slaves, and then they're going to be turned into fucking robots. You're going to like that? Oh, you don't like my language? Oh, well, fuck you. Because the real issue is that they're trying to get everyone to turn into synthetic biology, putting nanotech into everyone's bodies to turn them into fucking robots. And if you don't, oh, you don't believe me? Why don't you go look at one of Klaus Schwab's, like his top minions all talking about this? Why don't you go look at Klaus Schwab talking about this in 2016, saying we're going to have implantable nanotech in this by in 10 years, which means it's only going to be another four years away. Uh, well, and, and listen to like, actually the Canadian government has something, an actual agency called Horizons Canada, which is actually fully promoting uh, the transhumanist fourth industrial revolution agenda, by the way. Like I, I, I didn't even know about this, but I, I got introduced to it by a guy that I work with <laughs> of all things. And, and so th- this agenda is everywhere. And, and of course these minions, they bought into it. You know, they have their, uh, the, the, the fourth industrial revolution, the smart cities, all this stuff, uh, and, and uh, the sustainable development. Like when you go into these, I, I, I gone through a thousand people almost now, Tim, of these uh, global leaders for tomorrow. That was before the young global leaders. I'm getting there. But 
you know, when you go and look at all these people, almost like 95% of them, they're all into like either sit at the UN at high positions or they sit in all these NGOs around the world controlling everything or to sit at the top corporations in the world, the top banks, like the, his minions are everywhere and they're ready to commit a global coup uh, against humanity basically and, and take over and uh, push our uh, push us into a global technocratic totalitarian transhumanist uh, controlled state. And, and that's what they want. Like, it, it, don't take it from us, like being all like conspiracy theory here. Like this is like, read his books, go and read the COVID-19 degrade reset or the, third, the fourth industrial revolution. He wrote a book on that or go and look the, uh, what was the last one that he did? Um, uh, it was uh, the great narrative as well. Oh yeah. And of course that guy as well, stupid Macintosh. You know, this um, is, that's, I yeah. this book. I haven't read it yet. This is like a hundred and sixty dollar book, like this tiny little ass yeah. book. And, and all, in that book, all the all he could talk about him is technocratic, uh, epistemic elite. Like that's that is probably repeated like 30, 40 times, um, probably hundreds of times in there. Uh, and they're very proud of it being, you know, technocratic elite. And what te- what is technocracy? It's, I mean, obviously, John, you turned me on to this too. But this is what, what yeah. you know. Climate crisis economics. So this is a guy who I'd never heard of before until John told me about him. So Stuart P. McIntosh, he actually sounds like the guy from uh, like something about Mary, like the one that was like in like the, uh, uh, I don't know, he has like the uh, uh, crutches on and he's just like, oh, Rio de Janeiro? Oh, I've been there five times last year. And like, uh, I forgot the guy's name. Anyways, he sounds like <laughs> very much like that guy but where i'm going with this is this guy is the head of the g30 and then you might be asking lester john snyson what's the g30 well the g30 is a think tank of the 30 most powerful central bankers in the world so they've got you know i think two people from the bank of international settlements two people from the federal and, Reserve, and the top bankers the, top the chairs bankers. of all the banks and the head economists are there too yeah and this is the top guy that runs that and his book is a world with a fucking gas mask on it. <laughs> he talks about, in, I mean, in the tiny bit that I've like gleaned over to so far is all about, you know, getting into the, you know, climate change and yeah. So how much barf have you had to clean up already? That's the question. Yeah, I think the people running the fucking world, like the Rockefellers who created yeah. big oil. I mean, no one, no one stops to think about that, that all these people that have been mother effing us since like the dog, basically the beginning of civilization that these are the people that care about climate change if these people care about climate change they wouldn't be trying to put fucking missiles and nuclear bombs up against the russian border to then provoke russia to have attacked ukraine in the first place not gonna get into all the details of that now but these guys could give two shits about what's happening hey hey, if you want climate change just uh, let's have a nuclear holocaust yeah now this is a this is a mouthful here Geoengineered transhumanism, how the environment has been weaponized by chemicals, electromagnetism, and nanotechnology for synthetic biology. So I've got my hands full over here with uh, some well, nice synthetic food. biology. It's, uh, what's that? Uh, what's that Israeli guy uh, again? You know, that uh, is uh, Klaus Schwab's, you know, like he, he's like the kind of the head scientist over there at the World Economic Forum, you know, like where everybody's basically like bound down to uh, when uh, whenever he speak, uh, speaks, yeah, like he's talking say, about, like we're, we're hacking the human yeah. beings. We could actually hack every single, you know, uh, human being right now. So you should be worried because uh, you're going to get hacked and you're going to lose your humanity because now you're not a human anymore. Which, and yeah, you should, could, I yeah. think uh, my, my buddy, uh, different John, John, oh, I don't know if he wants me to say his last name, but uh, John O out here in Arizona who sent us that clip <laughs> actually before it was on Alex Jones, before it was like making the rounds. 
you know, so, you know, a lot of the clips we play, you know, come from you guys. And I don't know if somebody can maybe search this out now, but I was actually at the pizza shop today and this guy from like Albania or something. And he was saying there was a clip out there. I didn't, I didn't try finding it. So if anyone could find it and put it in the chat, that'd be awesome. So there's a video of George W. Bush and Putin and Putin's like, why can't uh, Russia join NATO? Like, why do we have to be against each other? Like, why can't we be on like the same team? Why does it always have to be you guys versus us? And apparently like Bush just sort of laughs and like, then didn't even answer the question. So if anyone can find that, I, again, I, you know, I believe that this, is, <laughs> but if anyone can find that, uh, you know, big kudos to you guys. If you can then put it in the chat, that'd be awesome. Or uh, email me at uh, Tim at the Liberty advisor.com uh, for that clip. And that would be awesome. So crowdsourcing some of the truth, but you know, everything that's going on, I mean, we also have, you know, the Chinese and digital Yuan, you know, basically, you know, there's articles coming out. I think this article, I think this is one of the articles that you had sent us. Uh, yes. blah, blah, blah. Uh, this was yeah from March 15th, uh, so yesterday, China's digital yuan could challenge the dollar in international trade this decade, fintech experts predict. And it's, it's just but the thing is, they're going to wrap up all these basically into one where you're still going to use like the dollar, but it's going to be a central bank currency and that's going to get wrapped up into the special drawing right. And it's just you know complete totalitarian system that's being set up. Once this is implemented, they're going to have everyone by the balls, which is why I've been such a big proponent, and you've been such a big proponent of Bitcoin and other private cryptocurrencies. Uh, not financial advice. Do your own research. I'm a financial advisor, so I can't just make these like carte blanche statements of oh, you should definitely go and buy it. But you know what you should what you should do is do your own research. Figure out what we're saying is true, which, you know, if you're watching this, you're probably already in that camp. Otherwise, you would have turned us off, you know, 20 minutes ago. Uh, or you know, whenever this started. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, well, I have um, I have a lot of connections on my LinkedIn that are high up people in uh, when it comes to regulators in the United States, uh, top bankers, top hedge fund people, and I I literally like uh, not like yelling at them, but I'm calling them out as basically saying that you're calling for the enslavement of humanity. You know, like wanting these central bank digital currencies into implementation because they're all they can talk about now is talking about you know, how we're going to implement a central bank digital currency into uh, the United States or into Canada or whatever they, they're talking about it. Uh, but what they have zero grasp about is the ramifications of their actions. You know, uh, as soon as they've implemented those, uh, there is no, you know, going back from that if they only go that way. Well, well, there actually is a way out of it. And I think we're going to get into it right away. But there is also another way that Ecuador did from 2014 to 18 well guess what nobody adopted or used the ecuadorian central bank digital currency so it failed <laughs> how about that you know like let's 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 start there you know when these morons comes out with their uh, you know stupid central bank digital but what i do fair though tim is that they're gonna actually crash everything and then have people as you said come begging for you know like hey if you come over to our central bank digital currency you're just gonna have your new units whatever you had before you're gonna have it still you know, even though you lost 80% or 90% in, in the real economy, you know, we're going to give you back the X amount that you had, as long as you come over to our, you know, central, like our EUS dollar or whatever they want to call it. Yeah, I mean, it's just so crazy to see everything just all happening, you know, right at the same time. It's like, you know, like can the powers of B just like give us like a quick little respite to not have like everything we're worrying about, like hitting all at once. Like we just like maybe even space it out like a day or two, give us some sort of breather on all this. <laughs> but the thing is, like another reason why I'm not like a huge fan of doing videos is it, like it starts like getting like my blood pressure going because like during the day I'm like fine and. You know, <laughs> not really worried about all this stuff, even though like I sort of know it's there, but then we get into like 
then you send me like 50 fucking articles and it was like, oh my God, like it's just like everything that we've been talking about. And it's like, we're not hyperbolizing anything. If anything, like I should have yeah, been the, out, like even And the more thing is we want to be left stuff. alone. Me and Tim want to be left alone. Leave us the fuck alone. We just want to live our lives. We're not going to hurt anybody. We're just going to live our lives to our very fullest of our potential. But of course the government is fucking there all the time, right? You know, destroying every single attempt that you have to might, you know, try to make something for yourself or, or try to, you know, uh, create a greater world around yourself as a, as a human being, the government has to be there fucking toxically, you know, throwing like literal chemicals at you, you know, like in, in, in uh, your wealth is just like going away with, you know, like acid, uh, you know, like just dwindling away from the, this toxic sludge that is government that are sloshing around the world right now. You know, like uh, if there is a nuclear holocaust, you know, like we actually have it right now. We have a damn uh, nuclear holocaust and nuclear holocaust is the toxic sludge that are, you know, slushing around the world with all these morons running around talking about democracy. You know, meanwhile, you know, you have uh, people getting stomped and, and hit with, uh, you know, uh, batons here in Canada while the moron had moron over here. It's like, we stand for people, uh, for, for democracy. You know, like these totalitarians are nothing else but totalitarian scum of the earth. Uh, and I have nothing for them, you know, and I, I these people are, are just, you know, they want to control people. And I, I just tell them, you know, like, please just uh, fuck off. <laughs> You want to control people with the uh, you want uh, that's going to be for all right. That's a bad dad joke, but <laughs> man, I mean, I'm just trying to look at some of the other articles you sent me and that we, you know, saw today. Uh, Wall Street Journal half of Americans doubt Biden will run in 2024. I mean, I don't even know if Biden even knows who he is, let alone if he's going to run. Well, does he know that it's a 2024? Yeah, that's the question. Like, you should have heard him today, like, he was. Talking about like uh, Putin doing war crimes, but he's babbling half of the time. You know who actually portrays Biden in a very great way? It's um, what the hell is his name now? He's a comedian and uh, it's actually one of my like he's doing total stupid show. Uh, but he's doing like the probably the greatest, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like uh, Biden and uh, the impersonation, impersonation, you know, in, in the world. Uh, or what is it? Oh, Kyle Dunnigan. Everybody just watch him. Yeah, he has like some serious, very good Biden that totally is like spot on almost. Like it's hilarious. He's he's making fun, but it's like not very far off <laughs> from reality. That's the scary part. Yeah, there was another uh guy who did one. Uh you know, I think I saw it in like either like Sam Tripoli or Joe Rogan's uh podcast where he was talking about like Biden's like it's the, it's the cranes, it's the cranes. It was a comedian talking about it, but uh Whatever he was doing on that was absolutely hilarious. Oh, he's, he's gonna he's gonna make it to the hearts of the Iranians in Ukraine. Apparently, uh, that was <laughs> that was him talking. I mean, his- I mean, the thing is, this is all part of the plan too, because and, and not like trust the plan, plan, but like the actual plan here. Hopefully, I can put my desk down without. This is the actual five D chess by the by the uh, globalist scum. But the actual plan. Uh, I mean, it's like, oh, to get everybody talking about how dumb Biden is and, oh, it's just replace this puppet with another puppet, how great things are going to be. And, like, even this guy at, like, the pizza place today, like, after he's been telling me for two years that Trump's going to be in office and all this other stuff and 
finally be like, oh, well, Trump, you know, he's going to win in 2024. I'm like, do you not get it at this point? Like Trump is the one who, who issued Operation Warp Speed, was pushing the vaccines, was getting on with Bill O'Reilly just like a couple months ago, talking about, you know, bragging about being triple boosted, bragging about rolling out the vaccines, saying we should be, you know, proud of all this. I mean, he put in guys like John Bolton and Reince Priebus and Jerome Powell. And, and by the know, way, his daughter, by the way, his daughter is a young global leader. Yeah, and so it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just nuts. And then you know, we got even more dollar danger news from Wall Street Journal. I mean, this is from you know three days ago. Uh, is the dollar in danger? Fine. This guy sort of looks almost a little bit like Owen Schroer, a little bit. I mean, not not like perfectly, oh, but yeah. uh, <laughs> close close enough. And so I mean, when you've got the Wall Street Journal even talking about it. And, and most people are like, and it was weird is like you see, you know, gold prices and silver prices usually go down when the Fed hikes rates. And so to me, I mean, that's the craziest notion because it's like, okay, now that it's going to be harder for the government to pay back its interest on the debt, uh, why is that bad news for gold? Well, the reason Wall Street says it's bad news is because, you know, now you can get a higher interest rate, you know, on your savings. And so the opportunity cost of holding onto gold versus putting in the bank is now, you know, greater. Uh, so, I mean, it just makes absolutely no sense because to me, and it's probably everybody watching, to me, it means that there's less of a chance of them being able to, uh, you know, basically fulfill the financial requirements. And everybody knows this. And the thing is, like the Federal Reserve has been trying to get inflation going for like 13 years. Well, A, they could have gotten going simply by, uh, well, one way, one great way would have been to just say, okay, nobody pays any taxes. They print all the money and money's all fake anyway. So how about nobody pays taxes? Well, we know the reason that is for control, not for actual reasons. Or they could actually calculate inflation the real way. And uh, I mean, the real way used to be just, you know, the increase in the money supply, or you could actually count it how you counted it in the 80s, and then it would have been a whole different ball game the entire time. Well, and, and even M0 used to be just cash and coin in circulation, and now it's, of course, all the central bank reserves that the banks have on their bank accounts at the Federal Reserve. So it's still distorted of, reality. They got rid of M3, and did they get rid of M2 too? I, mean, I forgot, they got rid of so much. Well, yeah. they discontinued one, but then they moved a portion of OM2 to M1, so I, I guess they you know, working on getting rid of him too as well. Uh, but it, it's just a fraud. Like what, 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 what is going on is that they're basically robbing everybody by printing all this money. Uh, and of course, what better time of printing money than a war? That's the best time that, you know, any of these global <laughs> globalists love because they get to print as much as they want. And when you go and look at a lot of hyperinflations, they happen throughout wartime because that's what they do. They just buy a whole bunch of, the war equipment from their defense contractors and make now them wealthy. Spread it everywhere. Oh, here is a, a head scumbag at the World Economic Forum. Let's listen. Yeah, thanks to, I think it was Robert McKenna who uh, gave us this guy's name. And, and actually, I already had this uh, screen already open on a different screen. I got like way too many screens open, but I actually already had this thing already open. Uh, but you, oh, Yuval Harari. Okay, that's his name. Yuval Harari. I got to remember Yuval Harari, right, top scumbag. And unfortunately, it has like this ad thing that's here, but. Hey, let's just play a tiny bit of this. Uh, what's going on here? I listened to the whole like half an hour, no, 45 minute speech that he had, by the way. They have it out it's there too. At the end, what, what the fourth industrial revolution will lead to. I don't know what's going on. Maybe I don't have Starlink. It's a fusion of our physical, our digital, and, and biological. our biological identities. 
Um, when I wrote the book, I started to, to write it for four years ago. It was published three years ago. Um, right, the audio on this book, um, it was sold by... But his, uh, yeah, that's his book, by the way. That he's talking about his book that we just talk, spoke about right away. By the way, yeah, I think I, uh, if you really, yeah, reload the website web page. Yeah, there you go. It was this. You know what? What had happened is I, I was listening to this last night. I was doing something else, and I kept playing more and more videos. So I think I ended up there. Now, in the past, many tyrants and governments wanted to do it, but nobody understood biology well enough and nobody had enough computing power and data to hack millions of people. Neither the Gestapo nor the KGB could do it. But, but soon, we can do it. At least some corporations and governments will be able to systematically hack all the people. We humans should get used to the idea that we are no longer mysterious souls. We are now hackable animals. How can we get a global agreement on AI when you have a new Cold War, a new hot war? In this time of crisis, you have to follow science. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste because a crisis is an opportunity to also do re good reforms <laughs> that in normal times people will never agree to. But in a crisis, you see we have no chance. So, 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 so let's do it. Could this crisis, in a sort of paradoxical way, a bit like the pandemic, accelerate climate action, accelerate renewables, and, uh, and so on? This is the hope that Europe now realizes uh, the danger and starts a green Manhattan project that kind of accelerates what has already have been happening, but accelerates it. The development Are we gonna of, make green uh, nuclear uh, bombs? of better saying, energy sources. <laughs> better energy infrastructure, which would release it from its dependence on oil and gas, and which will actually undercut the dependence of the whole world on oil and gas. And this would be the best way to undermine the Putin regime and the Putin war machine. And you see, the difference of this first uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you if you take a genetic editing, right. uh, just as an example. Oh, look how, look how excited it is. Uh, and of yeah. course, this has a big impact <laughs> yeah. on your identity. Yeah. And offer certain kinds of possibilities that have to be careful about yeah, you know, when you begin to... Rose. All right, I think that's enough. That's enough of that. Enough. My, my blood can only handle so much of that. And uh, let's see. Oh, damn it. You know, I got off. I was I was on a live stream checking out comments and I somehow accidentally got off of it, wherever that wherever that was. <sighs> but, but yeah, yeah that's, that's our, our, that's our good friends over in Davos. Hey, Tim, you know, I suggest that uh, you and me go, uh, go over to Davos there and go and hang out with Klaus. And uh, maybe we could get an interview with Klaus. And... Um, you know, we'll, uh, you know, voice uh, what we think he is and um, just tell him what a real, real totalitarian scumbag is because uh, everything that he wants, you know, it's it's all these like old guys that when they get older or 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 it's the belief of these Methusian, uh, Methusianists. Um, uh, I forgot his first name, but uh, the Methusian church yeah, or, or that belief is basically that all oh, the world is overpopulated. That was a hundred years ago. Uh, he wrote this doc, this book or whatever he wrote uh, on that topic. And that is 
always come back, always come back, always come back. And we went from, you know, like 1 billion to 9 billion without problem. And they're still, you know, talking about this. And like, it's just a part to use for fair, for control, right? And, and having any war or having anything that's really scary, you know, like a virus that we had, you know, now the war on, on COVID, for example, for two years, and then we go into the war on climate change or, or actual hot war, you know, with um, within Ukraine there and, and so on. And, and it looks like Jen Stoltenberg really is desperate to to have a war. You know, I, I don't know why he wants war because Russia would invade Norway in a heartbeat. Sorry? The Jen Stoltenberg, can you explain who that is to people? Well, yeah, Jen Stoltenberg is a uh, the kind of like, I would call him a, head scumbag of Norway, like his his dad was sitting on the steering committee of the trilateral commission, Torvald Stoltenberg. Um, and so the whole family is, you know, ended with globalism. And, and so he had uh, been around, like he used to be the prime minister of Norway for the Labour Party. Um, the same uh, Labour Party that, uh, you know, Grohal and Brundtland came out of that created Agenda 21 that we're talking about. That is the push of the World Economic Forum, by the way. But he is now as uh, he went to NATO, and, and it was almost right after the twenty-two, the twenty-second of July event in Norway, where you had a mass shooting uh, by Anders Bering Breivik and a, and a basically bomb blown off right in front of the Parliament building in the office space. And and so after that, he actually became the the head of NATO, and has been there for quite a while. Actually, he, uh, I think there was a Danish guy that was there before him. Uh, and, and now, of course, he, he loves his position. But guess what, Tim? Guess where he's coming back? He's actually retiring soon. And guess what he's going to become in Norway now? When he comes back, he's going to become the head of uh, the Central Bank of Norway. <laughs> Can't make this up. But and, and then, of course, his sister, Camilla Stoltenberg, is like the Fauci of Norway. So she is like the head of uh, health in Norway as well. So this whole family is like the kind of Clinton type of family without the killing, murderings and killings that are happening. But yeah, it's very similar, like global scumbag family uh, that, you know, the uh, the Clinton family has been. Yeah, and now that I've taken a, taken a seat down, seat over here, uh, is the, uh, the Biden takes a big step article on screen? I'm not sure if I shared the right one or not. Do you see? Uh... Yep, Biden. Well, now it's not. Okay, now it is. So, I mean, lost in all this confusion in here is Biden takes a big step towards government-backed digital currency, and we've got my administration places the highest urgency on research and development efforts into the potential, yeah, potential, my ass, potential design <laughs> and deployment options of a United States CBDC, the executive order reads. The order asks for a wide variety of agencies to begin research. They've already be begun research. They already have a digital dollar foundation. John and I have already covered this. Ad nauseum. Already gone over the 40 fucking page paper that they put out. Uh, we know the implications of potentially issuing a digital dollar are profound. They're extremely wide ranging, a senior administration official told reporters on a call on Tuesday. Although a U.S. digital currency would not necessarily change much in terms of everyday experience like buying goods and services, Economists say it would transform central commercial banking as well as government sanctions, banking accessibility, and taxes. You know who the sanctions are going to be on? The sanctions are going to be on fucking you and me. Yeah. That's who the sanctions are going to be on. Anyone? Yeah, look at how, look at how well it's working in China, by the way, with the massive control grid that they have there. 
and it's not a good little slave, and it's not you know towing the government, corporate government, world government uh, line is going to be cut off from the system, and then they're going to use you know the fact that I'm talking to anybody to lower their credit score, so that way everyone's going to be fucking cut off, and it's like oh it's not really going to change things that much. Bull fucking shit, it's going to change everything, and then at that point they're going to have us completely by the balls, which is why people need to research privacy coins. You know, obviously you've got like Monero being the big 800 pound gorilla in that market. You've got things like uh, Pirate Chain, which I think is even like a more uh, private version of, I mean, it's not, it's not based off Monero, but you know, essentially it's actually, it sort of has like the, the underlying encryption, I think is based off something called not necessarily encryption, but it's, but it's part of the Komodo blockchain, which then is like sort of like somehow like tied, you know, tied into Bitcoin, which you would essentially have to like attack the Bitcoin blockchain to be able to attack pirate, but then it has, you know, way more, uh, privacy features and aspects and obfuscation of who's doing things than uh, Monero. And there are some social justice warriors in the Monero community because I was on Monero talk radio and people were like, oh, I really like what this Tim guy was saying until he started talking about flexing, about not wearing a mask and not trying to keep people safe during this pandemic. So it's like, all right, you've got social justice warrior type people in the Monero community. Great. You know, that's not necessarily the community I want to, you know. Yeah, that, that's the problem with a lot of these. You have like a lot of these uh, tech guys are on, on that side of things, right? Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't need, the thing is, like, if you, yeah, I don't even want to get into it now, but here we go. The potential is reading off this again. The potential here is enormous and it's very interesting, said David Yermak, a professor and chair of finance department at NYU. Executive order will call on the government to investigate the technical needs for digital currency and advocate for the Federal Reserve to continue its research and development, according to a fact sheet released by the White House. And the Fed published a white paper in January about potentially creating a CBDC that would complement existing payment systems. It's going to complement it until you've got the frog boiling and then it's going to merge into one. And that is going to be, as I already ranted on before, put my blood pressure up before, that is going to be the people begging for help and it's going to be how they're going to do it. But first they need to make everybody broke. So, you know, part of this, you know, gas getting up to be- Or have the ETFs collapse. You know, if the ETFs collapse, like uh, you got to remember 85% passive investing, 50%, you know, are actually doing investing. When you get a sell-off, there's only going to be 15% that's going to make a move other than selling. Uh, so you're going to have a tremendous drawdown. And then, of course, they're going to go and buy all those assets. And so you lose a whole bunch of money there. Uh, but, you know, the central bank is going to hold the ETFs. Like the, the, the Japanese central bank bought like 80 per, plus percent of all the ETFs in, in, in Japan, right? When that failed in the, in the uh, 2000s, I believe. So... This is what they're going to do. They're going to have a severe crash that's going to, you know, make you come begging for it. And I, I do believe that, you know, when I interviewed Simon Dixon many years back at Aracopolco, we had this that, you know, if uh, they're going to do it, you know, they're probably going to do it where they're going to have you in severe pain, you know, losing a whole bunch of money and then be like, hey, you know, like having the shiny little thing over here, we'll give you all your money back if you come over to our slave grid. Uh, of course, it's not going to say that, you know, they're going to say it's very convenient, uh, very great. You hear that a lot on. I, whenever I'm going through my LinkedIn stream, I just like debunk all these morons trying to, you know, uh, be like, oh, yeah, it'd be so great with the CBDC because we're all digital, you know, like the world would be such a greater place because we all have access to, you know, money and, and to uh, send money to each other. And it's going to be amazing. It's going to be, you know, like the, the greatest thing on planet Earth, basically. That's how they're portraying this. But 
actually what it's going to be, it's going to be the worst thing that we've ever invented uh, on planet Earth. Just look at China and what they've done with their, uh, you know, did, uh, did, well, before they even had the digital yuan, they had like a, an insane, like actually mostly, uh, you know, digital, um, digital form of money that they, they used WePay and all these different resources to send money around. And of course, they have, Basically, you got to log in with your biometrics to actually have access to the internet. Uh, you getting tracked everywhere, biometrics with all the CCTV camera systems everywhere. Uh, so you're just getting attached to this complete enslavement grid that you walk in face into without even understanding it. But what we can do, Tim, is what I think, and you talked a bit about it there with privacy coins and so on, is get uh, off the banking grid. You know, that that is the number one thing that you could do. Maybe not all your assets, of course, uh, but this is my opinion. Tim, Tim can actually give you his advice because he's a financial planner. But in my opinion, you know, I'm looking at, you know, enslavement. Yeah, it's a somewhat point. Not, not in here, of course, but when you actually sit down and talk to Tim, it's a little bit different. But again, you know, the, it, it all comes down to like when this whole thing comes down, there's only going to be one way to go, potentially. This is what I and, and both Tim and uh, thinking air that, you know, they're going to come here, like have a collapse, and then you're going to be, you know, walking straight into your own enslavement in a central bank digital currency. Yeah, and that was Thomas Malthus, and actually he was oh, there, yeah. 1766. Also, uh, yeah, older, sorry. <laughs> a lot older than I said. <laughs> yeah, so you get older, and I know that some of these other people are like kind of like all tied in together. So obviously you've got you know Charles Charles Darwin, and I, I forgot how these you know as again this is like on off the fly right now, but I know that a lot of these like big global- yeah, but that's where the Methuselahism comes from. You know the the fear of like uh, overpopulation on Earth, like it's been around since 1700s, uh, well 18 early 1800s. They got to like a like a British like Fabian socialism uh, society. Yeah. And we have, you know, guys like Eric Blair, who wrote a book called 1984, because George Orwell's real fucking name wasn't George Orwell, it was Eric Blair, that he because he was basically like led into the plan that he was killed as soon as he wrote that book. And not a lot of people know that. And, you know, and so then like, who was the guy that wrote uh, Brave New World? Is that? uh Huxley. And then his brother was like Julian Huxley, who then like helped yeah. form United Nations along with like Rockefeller land. So I mean, they're all tied in. And and what was the, uh, I wasn't there, it was the Prince of, uh, I hate even calling these people princes, but uh, was it, oh, man, was it Prince Philip who like in the forward of his book, it was one of these guys, they said, and I'm actually sort of glad that I don't know it, that he dedicated his book to becoming a virus to then come yeah. back to come back as a virus to then wipe out humanity. And the oh, funny thing I hate like laughing about somebody dying, but this motherfucker did actually die about two weeks after taking his COVID jab. So maybe they didn't get a saline one. And interestingly enough, and the reason I, interesting enough when I was like researching this, he got his COVID jab actually on my birthday. So happy birthday to me. One other motherfucker is not dead. So uh, at least <laughs> come back. Well, well so that's the thing. It's for the queen, yeah. But maybe, yeah, maybe they didn't give him the uh, the saline one. And so, who? But maybe he's going to come back as a virus to wipe. You know, so these are all great, well-intentioned people when they write forwards the book saying they want to come back. Maybe Prince Philip is Delta Quran. <laughs> Anyone may put that into the uh, put that in the chat of which one, which guy that was. I forget. It's uh, let me let's go look it up right now. Uh, because it wasn't Prince Charles. No, it wasn't Charles, was it? No, like it was, it was Philip's Charles. brother. I think it's Philip. Yeah. I think it's his brother or cousin or something. 
Uh, I think it's, yeah, it's, yeah, so everything is Prince Philip's deadly virus gaff comes back to haunt him. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Somebody made the 33 years ago, oh, 33 years ago. It's funny that's 33 years ago. So 33, well, it's, it's, oh my God, I can't make this stuff up. This guy looks like a fucking goblin too. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Talk about a ghoulish looking guy. I mean, oh my God. I mean, this guy looks like. Well, well see, like it's all, uh, you know, what's funny when you look at these evil people, like look at him versus a Jeter Griffin, you know, like a really a person that really cares about humanity and, and, and so on. Like, look at the two differences. Like, he looks like death on, on ice. Like, look at even Ron Paul, you know, like, it's a different look to people that actually care about others, it seems like, because you have, you actually have a positive intent. And, and when you do, like, it, it's like your body gets in, uh, involved in all this negativity that these guys are you know, involved in wanting to eradicate people. You know, it's, it's not good for your, good for your own health. <laughs> Well, 33 years ago, the Queen's husband spoke on the topic of reincarnation and what he would come oh, back if such a thing existed. He said, in the event that I reincarnated, I would return as a deadly virus to contribute something to solving overpopulation. So, boom, motherfucker died two weeks after getting his COVID shot. So, yeah, let's, yeah. Uh, not, let's not shed any tears over that. That's who I, that's who I did think it was. Um, yeah, and so yeah, but Tina Marie on the chat. So I want to say hi, hi to Tina, my girlfriend. Make sure you guys check out learntherisk.org. Right now, they're uh, trying to fund for getting different like uh, uh, billboards up everywhere. It's, you know about you know spreading vaccine. Uh, you know, basically. Yeah, because uh, Borla, Borla was out there talking about the fourth shot. <laughs> Everybody's meeting, and you know, guess what? Guess what, guys? You know, so, so like I've been around people like believe in viruses or not. And I've been around five people that have been very ill with this and I still haven't gotten sick, guys. I guess I'm I'm like Matt Damon, you know, in contention. I'm going to sell my blood. Fauci, come here. You know, so, give you a billion so dollars. People, so for people in the, in the comments right now on YouTube, which, you know, actually I am for the first time streaming now on Odyssey as well. So let me put up that chat as well, because really, I mean, I was just banned from yeah. live streaming on YouTube. Uh, you know, it's probably not going to be very long before we're kicked off again, especially what's going on. But I, it shows that there's some people making comments, but then the comments are hidden. Uh, and it's actually the one talking about the Kazarian mafia. Uh, that one was hidden. I think we just tried to uh, have that one go back up. But you know, that's a topic that I'm not necessarily prepared to talk about because I know uh, you know high level sort of that stuff and how you know the basically you've got a lot of essentially Jewish people who aren't who claim they're Jewish but they're not really. They're, they're these Kazars. But it comes down not. to like family lines and stuff. Like that's all it comes down to, down to right. Like what family you know populated where and did what and had you know bad intent and, and all this stuff right so uh and of course it's you know when you go and look down like look at all these bankers today like you, you still find the the old bankers name that you know created the federal reserve you still find those banks uh, they might not be like the gigantic banks but they're hedge funds and so on like you find the banking names everywhere now, like jp morgan is of course jp morgan pierpont morgan uh, himself that it comes from uh, but you find all these names. And, and Tim, you know, what's more interesting is that I look at all these people uh, at the Global Leaders for Tomorrow. I, I'm up until 2001, like I've done all 2001 now. But what you can see is that they intermarry, they marry all these like uh, ultra rich people and, and so on. Yeah, here we go. Here's, yeah, I sent this to you earlier. 
Uh, it was actually, I think it was visual, was this visual capitalist? I forgot to actually uh, put this out, but this is, uh, you know, data that was created from the Federal Reserve and the Government Accountability uh, Office. Is accountability? Uh, the banks that own the Federal Reserve, and then these yeah. banks themselves are then owned by essentially wealthy Europeans that have nothing to do with America, and America yeah. never really gained independence from Britain. Um, there's a little one, and actually earlier, Tim, there was two two major banks. There was Beringer Bank and and Rothschilds Bank. The Rothschilds Bank focused more on the royals, where the Beringer Bank actually focused more on the private uh, side. You know, focused on lending to corporations and so on and, and uh, governments. How do you spell that second one, Beringer? I think it's Beringer. Uh, I I read this actually in uh, was it Edmund the Rothschilds uh, own memoirs, by the way. Um, uh, you can get that book online. It was from the, actually the Rothschilds library I saw when when I bought it. It was actually it had been in their library. Uh, but yeah, you could get like read his memoirs. You know, you get this like inside information on it. And of course, they they actually have I purchased this from the Rothschilds own museum, and it's actually a book with the bonds that they had, and it's all to royals like around the world to Brazil and everywhere else where it's Spain and so on. Uh, where they were, you know, because they had connections to the royal families everywhere. And you still have royal families controlling a lot of money. You got to remember in Norway, for example, the, the royal family, they get, they're, they're taxpayer funded. <laughs> so they're the gigantic castle, you know, in, in Oslo, and then there are five other, you know, uh, massive, like beautiful places that they own around the country. You know, they're all taxpayer funded. Uh, and, and and this continues. Of course, you got Royal Dutch Shell, you know, that's owned, owned by the, uh, was it Duchess of, uh, what's her name? The, the From the Netherlands there, Beatrick. Um, and, and you got a whole bunch of other ones that are actually like. They also, helped, set up, like, they helped yeah. set up a Bilderberg group. I think it was like her husband or, you know. So well, and, and, and also in the Bilderberg group, like Bilderberg actually created the European Union, by the way. And then the, the global leaders, uh, you know, when I go through all these, they're also sit on the, they're steering they about it. committees at the Bilderberg. Like all these guys are at all these globalist think tanks that you can think of, like Chatham House and others. They're all everywhere. And I sent you that email today. I got an email today inviting me to some like ESG survey fund thing uh, that then was going to be done like at Chatham House. I'm like, oh my God, me of all oh, people, Chatham House. Yeah. yeah. And, people, and let me back up, you know, because we're just like skipping over a bunch of like crazy. <laughs> but basically, so Chatham House, oh, where the fuck do I even begin on this? So you got the Cecil Rhodes. Cecil Rhodes was, you know, the big diamond mine, also gold mine tycoon that was backed by the Rothschild family when he died he left his will to establishing roundtable groups to basically have a one world uh, Anglo-American government and the roundtable group that was first formed was at Chatham House and it was called the Royal Institute of Affairs the counterpart in America was called the uh the fuck is it called the council on foreign relations or cfr you know there's videos of hillary clinton and be like oh well now the secretary of state like you guys have a new office and now i don't need to walk for as far to go get my orders from you guys and you know dick cheney was a former director hillary was a former director i mean this is you know this is like the they them those power brokers you know are you know in the cfr uh but anyway so that's you know where the chatham house comes from but you know it all goes back into all these scumbags who created these little roundtable groups and it's not just like 
one group running the world. So, I mean, you got like these, the people in the CFR and the RAA, and then, you know, obviously then, you know, ties into Bilderberg and ties into Club of Rome and ties into, um, yeah, Club, of, uh, Club of Madrid is another one in Europe. Uh, there's just a lot of these globalist institutions in the World Economic Forum. They're all basically moving the ball of tyranny down the field. And they all have like the general semblance. It's not like there's like one. They're basically they're building consensus, making. And a consensus. lot of them are intertwined too. Like they're all on on on, on a whole bunch of different all these groups. And, then, and, you know, and Black, between like BlackRock, I mean, my fucking house right now that I'm renting is owned by Blackstone. So, but then you got you know BlackRock and Blackstone, which used to be really. Of, <laughs> and, 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 I didn't got, even know that. We've got BlackRock. <laughs> Uh, which I think is also State Street and Vanguard and Fidelity. I mean, basically those three right there, basically between their board, of, you know, you know, between the, I don't even know how much those three probably collectively probably manage about $20 trillion. And so then essentially they then are the ones who are then, you know, helping form the board of directors of all the companies of across the entire world. And they all, I mean, the thing is, you don't even have to be like a part of the club to know what the fucking agenda is. Like if I was a globalist scumbag, even though I've been to no meetings of them, everyone here watching knows what the party line is. If you yeah. want to advance your career, like you don't have to be on the inside track to know what they want to do. Like you just have to have a brain because they put it out there and they have fucking books telling you what the plan is and what they're going to do. But then you try them telling people what the plan is. And then it's like, Oh, you know, so I, like a lot of people that are going to die coming up, you know, I feel bad for the kids obviously, but you know what? A lot of people have it coming because you know what? People perish for the lack of knowledge. All the knowledge is out there. People are dicking around, you know, wasting their time on the internet, doing absolutely nothing when they could be out here. And, you know, guys like you and me and everyone, you know, probably watching this have been chastised by so many different people. But you know what? It's basically time to disassociate from the system, start growing our own gardens, forming our own communities. Yeah. It's already way too late, you know, into the game. Uh, I don't say it's too late, obviously, but, uh, you know, something that, you know, we're getting long in the tooth. Well, we're the we we're very to. deep into it. And, and Tim, one thing that I wanted to pull up, and this is, uh, you know, for me going through all this young global uh, global leaders for tomorrow list is actually I shared a PDF on on our uh, signal. If you could open up PDF, like this is this is beyond craziness, and and this shows you like what. Uh, so the, the the curriculum, by the way, the five years that they go through this education process in the World Economic Forum is kind of hidden. They don't was tell the, you, you know what. Was this the three hundred and one page one? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that is correct. And, and so this is basically what they have them do, like the young global leaders for tomorrow. Or this is was the global leaders uh, for tomorrow. And as you can see, look at the start there, Tim. Right? Like, no, no, go to go to the top and read what the actual working. So this is a working group of these young guys. You know, they're under thirty-eight, and there's like hundred to two hundred, you know, people that are in this working group. Oh, so I'm, still, basically... I'm still young enough to potentially be one of these guys. I'm only thirty-six. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still considered young. Okay, cool. Yeah, so basically this was a, a working group on what? Like it was uh, creating a index, like go to the top there. Yeah. So creating an environmental uh, environmental index. So basically this is the predecessor to the ESG and, and the actual rating that they now have on uh, on anything in finance, you know, all these funds, all uh, even businesses now are getting ESG rated. So that's kind of the predecessor to an actual uh, credit score that they have on the corporate side. And, and so you could actually see that here. And, and these, th this is the 2002 class, I believe, right, Tim? Yeah. Uh, 
that that or th there might be like several people there that are involved since it's 2002 it could be any class from about 1990 uh, uh 98 90 uh, even 97 could be a part of this but what they're creating here is basically a scoring mechanism for countries uh to actually say you know like yeah this is how much you score this is you know like uh, and then let's say you have a global government this is how much money you can get now if you score well on this uh, you know um, the sustainability index. And then let's also not forget the head of the G30. Obviously, I already mentioned this for people coming on, you know, uh, late into the stream. But I mean, here's the plan. The guy that runs the G30 <laughs> has the globe with a fucking gas mask on it. And you think these people actually care about, you know, your health or safety or well-being? Obviously, the answer is no, because these are globalists who only care about control. They don't even care about money. Yeah, they have the money. They, you off. <laughs> they want to have a transhumanist system and they want to basically make as much money and create as much death and despondency in the meantime. But you know what? We all have the power to create our own worlds. We all have the power to create our own realities. We all have the power to basically yeah. disengage from the system. But, you know, what? and it starts with. Uh, you know, turning off the TV. It starts with, you know, changing yourself before you can change the world. It starts with stop eating crap food. It starts with stop going to McDonald's. Stop turning. And it's not saying you're a bad guy for watching football or any of these other things, but, you know, it can't be the only thing that you know in the world. Like, so that's how I can see the plays that, they, that these guys are running over here and know what's going on. Whereas, you know, most American guys can, you know, tell you, you know, what, you know, defensive play is going to be in some fucking stupid football game that means nothing. And they've turned football. Well, Tim, like Tim it comes down to, like, for example, the American versus or North American education versus the, the even the European. Like I talked to a uh, Serbian guy. He's from Serbia, Tim. No, Bosnian, sorry. He's Bosnian. And in Bosnia-Herzegovina, they know way, 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 way more about, you know, anything that has to do with geographics or, or with geopolitics than, you know, any Canadian or Amer regular American would do uh, in their school system. <laughs> Yeah, but I know we've been rambling. I don't, I don't know if there's any other topics people want to bring up. Uh, yeah. Look at some of the, the comments here. Uh, let's see. Silver Ghost 339 says, I'm using Canva to create dissident designs for merch with you guys in the background. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, Ooh, love more that. Uh, Tim at thelibertyadvisor.com if you want to coordinate on uh, anything you, you've got going on. I uh, really appreciate everyone that's been in the, in the chats. Uh, what's up to Branch? Uh, you know, hope to see you again at Jackalope this year or sooner. Probably see you at, at Float Fest uh, branch. And uh, he made a comment but in regards to me not owning the place I'm in right now. And he says, Tim doesn't own it and he loves it. So I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and Tim, actually, uh, let's, let's talk about this. this. is kind of funny because uh, what's his name? El talking about Elon Musk, but uh, I don't know if you got what I said earlier, but Elon Musk, if you go to his Twitter now, his name is Elona Musk, and he changed his name because uh, he, he actually said to Putin on Twitter that, like, I'll challenge you to fight over Ukraine. <laughs> and so basically the head, the general of the Chechen yeah, army came back and said, like, this is what you need to do. And it's like, uh, you should change your name or whatever to Elona. Like, so he actually changed his name on Twitter to Elona Musk right now mm -hmm. based upon, you know, the uh, orders from the Chechen <laughs> general uh and, and it was quite uh, quite amusing you know like it, it's funny watching him though but he's kind of like really trolling the, the the crap out of everything now if you look at his speed lately um he was he like his own self-promotion obviously every single person of course. knows that if there was an actual <laughs> fight 
uh, things went to fisticuffs that Putin would probably murder Elon Musk in about a millisecond. Uh, I, don't, I really have no... And then he sold a lot more uh, Starlinks in Ukraine because he said that, hey, you know, like now you could get your own internet. <laughs> Speaking of, look what came... Look what came in the mail today, baby. Actually, it's not, I have not even opened it yet because it just came right before I was making a video. So, yeah, and for rural, uh, hey, for rural, it really works because, uh, you know, I, I'm all for being a part of that instead of some crappy old, uh, you know, network that runs on the same bandwidth as your fucking Wi Fi. Yeah, you know, we, we need to honest. have a technological advancement. And actually, Actually, Starlink, Tim, is not even 5G. It's 6G. It's called the technical term for it because it's um, it's actually like satellite internet is considered 6G, uh, by the way. So he, he just jumped over everybody else. Now, of course, it's not as fast as, you know, the, the faster fiber optical speeds and whatever we have, but it's, oh, it's, it's way, way, way better. It's a lot faster when the fucking grid is shut down and yeah. everything is gone and that's the yeah. only option. And, and again, like he's in the neural link. He's also, and you know, his dad was a top, sorry, his grandpa was a top technocrat in Canada. I don't trust the guy at all, but you know what? For this, I was like the idea of being able to be, and that's for Branch too. Like and I, he also I, cracks I, me up. He, he's yeah, been like, cracking I, me up lately he, with his uh, trolling humor on yeah, like I was just this past weekend, like not even that far away from the highway and had no cell phone reception or anything, which is also like really comical to people that people think that uh, uh, I can't remember who the president was. It was like Nixon when he called in to the astronauts on his big like fucking red corded phone yeah. and <laughs> saying how proud he was. Of them. I can't even get fucking cell service about 10 miles off the high off like a major highway. Uh you know, not even that far away from Phoenix, I can't even get any cell signal today. And yet, you know, think that with like your big like 1967 or 1969 uh, big corded phone that somehow you're calling people in fucking space. I mean, that is just, I mean, it's just laughable. And then, you know, Elon Musk also, you know, he's also touting, you know, how bad fossil fuels are. And just like, think of like how dumb like the notion of fossil fuels are. Like, like it's still being- Of course he's going to do it. He knows what the- you know, even if he's like, uh, he's not a board because I can't find him anywhere on the young global leaders. Well, global thing, leaders about this, I mean, the fossil fuels, like, okay, so uh, a bunch of dinosaurs all like fucking died in the same place. And then like their fossilized uh, remains created all this oil. Like, does anyone really fucking believe that? Like, I maybe believe that when a teacher told me that and I was in kindergarten, but then like you have like any sort. And then actually today I was talking to liberals like, Oh, you think this virus was, uh, you know, engineered. I mean, she's putting words in my mouth. So I didn't even get into that. And I didn't even get into the fact that, you know, there might not even be a virus, but uh, I was like, okay, so let me get this straight. So you think it basically that you've got a Wuhan Institute of Virology that uh, is definitely getting kicked off YouTube. Uh, and <laughs> lab that specializes in coronaviruses and like the top lady there is called the bat lady because she specializes in bat coronaviruses and oh no didn't didn't start there it started a hundred yards away in a supermarket where they're eating bats it didn't start at the wuhan lab a hundred yards away with and guess what tim they found a genetic sequence a patent by guess what article so i don't need to guess what but so uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're saying that, like the odds of that in like occurring in nature are about three trillion to one but then yeah. the odds of it actually then being patented and then occurring in nature <laughs> is like 
infant is literally yeah. like infinity yeah. of no way that that can happen. But this plays into and, and guess what? Steve Shell was a young global leader together with Mark Zuckerberg at the same time. <laughs> You got to explain who these people are because you're just dropping these names. I know who you're talking about. Even Shell is the CEO of Moderna. And of course, Mark Zuckerberg is the the, uh, CEO of Facebook or Meta, uh, as it's called now. Yeah. So anyways, I mean, at this point, I mean, uh, I mean, it's, it's like in that way now that I'm three hours behind because Arizona doesn't change time, bitches, like everybody else does. But apparently now it just passed the Senate that they're trying to make uh, daylight savings permanent, which... uh, Great. Uh, and we don't do it just anyway. Just like make it like, fuck off, like just like cancel, cancel daylight saving time all together. Like, fuck off. <laughs> well, I'm wondering if that, I don't even know. Maybe somebody could do the math on this. I don't know because Arizona is technically always mountain time that never yeah. changes. So does that mean we'd be mountain time on daylight savings, which would actually make a specific time? Or no, see, that... like, this is the thing, like, just cancel daylight savings time and just go to, like, whatever your normal time is. Like, fuck and off. I like, you realize that, like, if you go to your computer or your phone, there actually is a setting for Arizona time. Like, it actually has its own, like, separate thing. So, oh, obviously, okay. yeah. Yeah. I'm biased and, like, know that. But when I first, first time I ever came here in, uh, I think it was, like, 2010. Yeah, I think it was 2010. And I remember getting on a plane, like, having no idea that Arizona didn't change didn't change time zones, which makes it a real big pain in the ass. I mean, actually not too bad now with all the scheduling apps and things, but, you know, because we go from being, you know, two hours back to three hours back, you know, for East Yeah, because, like, me and Tim have this problem all the time. Like, we don't know where we're at sometimes. <laughs> because or, it just changes. Like, like, with Josh, and, like, yesterday, Josh sent me a, uh, like, he sent me, like, he tried calling me. I missed a call. I called him back, like, 20 minutes later, and he texted me, oh, I can't, I'm sleeping. I'm in bed. I'm like, it's 8.30. What the fuck are you doing sleeping? He's like, oh, I'm in Scotland. I'm like, oh, figures. Okay. So, where in the world is Josh Sigerson? He's actually a parent. I, I, he was supposed to call me today, but I think it's uh, on his way to, I think, the Donbass region and then like Ukraine and like craziness. So, uh, so who knows? He's gonna go uh, and see some neo Nazis over there and say, uh, say his thanks from Trudeau uh, to the to uh, to the neo Nazis over there. You know, he's gonna have some fun. Yeah. But anyways, I mean, it's uh. I think we covered, I mean, a lot of what we wanted to cover was probably in the first like 15 minutes of this yeah. and rambling and, you know, appreciate everyone for being on the chat. Make sure to check us out in other places. Make sure to sign up at timandjohnshow.com or the libertyadvisorsshow.com. We also now, I mean, I've got, you know, my own telegram group. I think John's got his own telegram group. So I just started this, like, like just started posting stuff in there. So if you guys want to join that, I'm sure we'll have a link down below. And actually, Arthur Diamond Hands, can you post that into the chat or let me see if I can just do that? Real quickly, Liberty Advisor official chat. Uh, one second here. I'm, and then, of course, uh, make sure to follow our Telegram group as well. And no, our Discord group uh, that uh, we have as well for both of us, for the Tim and John show. Uh, there's lots of great activity. And I, I always uh, post a lot of there during the day, like on different topics. So uh, it, it's definitely worth like being on that group if you want to be, you know, kind of semi up to date of what's happening on the day. You know, I, I, I try every single day to, you know, post in the morning and in the evening or whatever or throughout the day if there's something crazy happening. So you can always uh, stay very well updated there versus if you go to, you know, a certain media outlets, they will only tell you like a third of the story or something like that or nothing at all of what actually is happening. So we just try to, you know, dig through all the craziness in the world and, and try to make a little bit of sense out of it. 
uh, of what is actually happening because there's so much things that are happening behind the windows right now. And believe me, like Putin and everybody else are talking all the time and going forth and back. Meanwhile, they have in their peasants, you know, going and murdering each other, uh, you know, because they are the ones that are getting hurt every single time there's a war. There's, you know, the, the, all the peasants that are getting, you know, murdered and killed and, and, and uh, you know, raped and pillaged, not, you know, the kings and queens or the, now the politicians, of course, that never has anything to say in a war anymore. You know, the kings used to actually, if they wanted to go to war, they had to be there with their guys, you know, going into war. Uh, of course, they don't do that anymore because they're a bunch of pussies, including Putin, his little pussy. And, you know, he's tried to like show off his judo skills over there. Uh, but, you know, unless you actually go down there and fight yourself, Putin, you're a little sissy yourself. Would you would you go over there and fight him and uh, uh, through a battle? Right you know, out? he would even take me into good submission because he, he, I, I've done I've done judo. I've done judo as well as, as Putin has. But I got a yellow belt and he has a black belt. So, yeah, I, I think he knows a little bit more. And, and of course, he's former KGB Putin. So he, he's not nothing to joke with. But I'm I'm trying to say this because like in the old days, you know, actual leaders went and fought. You're, you're never former KGB. You're always KGB. So, yeah, exactly. Like it, it was a KGB takeover of Russia, you know, with him and his fellows that, you know, uh, running Russia right now. That was all KGB. And now, of course, the KGB is the FSB by the way, which is funny. It's not the FSB that me and Tim have been talking about, you know, the the, the financial stability board. <laughs> but I had, I remember when I was in Russia and Murmansk, I had FSB guys trying to come and interrogate me uh, and trying to like basically get us drunk to like get some information out of the NATO guys that, you know, come over the border and, and so on. So it's pretty funny with, uh, you know, they're really into like pulling intelligence from you, of course. And, and of course, uh, we were told, you know, to, like to look around and see what you find or whatever. And so it's like intelligence of both sides. And I, I, I used to work for them, NATO, you know, like they didn't say that directly to you, but I had a NATO secret. So, you know, where NATO secret is, it's right under cosmic top secret, which Jen Stoltenberg has. I'm right here, motherfucker. <laughs> One other thing. So for anyone that was following my Instagram, which I don't really even really recommend because I'll probably eventually get off there anyways. But I posted a story about how, uh, basically the day all this stuff kicked off and I decided to go buy myself some Russian made AK-47 rounds, 7.62. So this box right here, a thousand rounds inside of here. What the moral of the story is on the Instagram thing, like, you know what? I, I think that obviously this is something that's probably going to go up a lot in value because the Russian ammo is by far the cheapest. I mean, especially when it comes to AK-47 ammo, more of an AR guy, but uh, besides- the Hey, point, brass has gone up, you know, like we haven't even talked about that, all the commodities. So that box, uh, not counting like taxes or shipping or that shit, two um, two twenty two when I ordered it was three hundred forty dollars. Just picked it up yesterday. Uh, now, uh, well, a like as of a couple of days ago, so maybe it's even more money now. Well, a the place where I got it doesn't even have it anymore. Another place that has the exact same uh, type of ammo, it actually now you're only allowed to buy two hundred rounds. You can't buy a thousand, so two hundred is the max. But, you know, at a price per round, it would come out to over $750 per 1000 And just two weeks ago, it was $340 per 1000 So, you know, homeboy knows what he's talking about when it comes to things going up in value, which is also why I bought an AK that day, too, and bought, you know, a bunch of Russian ammo because I'm like, you know what? Obviously, uh, you know, you know, if, if there's like something that's like high up on the fucking list of getting banned. 
and actually I said this in the Instagram video, I'm like, it's probably fucking Russian ammo. And, and it's by far for AK-47, like by far yeah. the cheapest round. So well, that, that is the de facto gun, you know, in, in Russia or in Eastern Europe. Around, 34 cents a round is like fucking steel compared to like every anything else. I mean, most uh, like a lot of like 300 blackout rounds are like a dollar. Like a And they're of- foolproof. Like it's probably one of the best ever engineered guns and, and ammo in the world almost. Uh, there's not too many close to uh, AK Kalashnikov. Of course, there's uh, a, a lot, like a couple other guns that are pretty, you know, similar in quality. It's but yeah, the AK-47. It's like, is, like, too. It's like, man, it's, like, it's kind of heavy. All these. So Tim is doing his uh, bicep workout here as we're watching. But yeah, no, a little bit back before we <laughs> end here, you know, we didn't even mention the commodity price. <laughs> yeah so like yeah, back to actually the commodity yeah, prices tim like it, it's insane right now like uh you know uh, if you could pull the commodity prices up quickly let's just go through them but what i believe because one of the biggest exporters of yeah one of the biggest exporters of wheat in the world is actually russia it's not even ukraine ukraine is i i think like further down the line uh but you know, Russia, they banned Russia from trading with anybody. So now and nobody can get weed. And then, of course, you know, fertilization is up like through the roof because also fertilization is very like Russia's big uh, export of that as well. Uh, but as you can see, nickel, you know, went like through the roof there. They had a let's look at the year of a year. Yeah. Yeah. So as you can see, Tim's going to show it here. And, and then surprise, what surprise, is rubber's not up more because more people are getting fucked. No, just a lot of stuff. Over here, uh, tea. I guess you know, a few things that haven't gone up. I guess you know, tea, rubber, well, tea coca. is pretty abundant, but yeah, uh, yeah, orange juice. I mean, I love orange juice, that's so much, so much. Uh, let's see, oat man, almost 80%. Yeah, Jeez. so that's oat. actually food, but then we go to like actual minerals now, and uh, and uh, you know, um. Uh, metals and so on and as you could see you know like this is like a lot of rare earth minerals there of course uh but some of them are up like as much as 600 percent and i'm really kicking myself because about a month ago uh, i was looking into getting nickel and then didn't end up doing it and that's like 88 percent and i was like ah oh, damn it i was like that was a massive like i think some kind of yeah was it who, who what happened there uh, lith- oh shit so lithium just flew up to lithium is up monthly 265 no way is that yeah uh, no it's, lithium has gone up like crazy because now europe is talking about going green and all this stuff right like all the esg stuff isn't like we're gonna fight russia by going green <laughs> because they want to get away from you know of course having uh, you know now they have the Nord Stream one pipeline they shut down Nord Stream two but of course like they're they're doing it now because now they can in norway they still have uh, the norwegian government has to pay 55 percent of your actual uh you know uh, heating uh, so and I'm energy lithium, i'm in a lithium fund that's down 14 percent year to date but yet lithium is up uh oh my god what is going on here like how did i somehow pick a fund that's down 14%. Well, see, that's the problem with funds, you know, Tim. You gotta you're gonna have to buy lithium. Let's go down to the mine, Tim, and buy yeah, some I'm lithium. Go and get you know a bunch of lithium <laughs> and you know put it in my closet next to all my brush <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah the, the, me 
me and Tim, we're going to start a fund, but we're actually going to go buy all the physical shit. We're not going to have futures, you know, like anybody else. We're going to actually call it the physical fund. Tim, like, this is a new thing that me and Tim are going to do. We're going to start a physical fund. We're going to go and buy oats and oil barrels of oil, and then we're going to just store it in a, house, a little storage. <laughs> and that's going to be the fun, you know, like not like these sc- scum, you know, like uh, scamster funds that's out there. Quaker oats and uh, and actually, like a lot of like the origin story of this, maybe we'll just leave people off with yeah. uh, this uh, little fun fact. It's really kind of disgusting, but you know, like Kellogg, like Quaker oats and like Kellogg's. I mean, it was basically developed because they were thinking at the time that they wanted some, that uh, basically they thought that by men eating something like Quaker oats or like Kellogg's would then, uh, I forgot if it was Kellogg's or Quaker oats, but it was like whoever the Kellogg guy was, he, I think invented it basically to help stop guys like from jerking off and being masculine. And like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not, I'm literally not even making this story yeah. up. Well, that's, those, yeah, yeah. That's literally what it was meant before. <laughs> But it's weird because there have been studies done too, where like guys that eat meat versus people on like plant-based diets. I mean, I'm not, you know, plant-based diet, but uh, I, there have been different studies that even like the people who do went plant-based actually had like higher libido and like actually like were more rock hard raging than even the people that were eating meat. Uh, and there was uh, all sorts of different studies that were done, but yeah, it's a weird, but it is that the origin story of like why they invented uh that cereal yeah, so now like, tim is turning into alex jones uh hair i said i sent him i sent john a clip from i was watching alex jones the other day and i probably pulled up real quick it's I mean, he was giving like a doing an in, uh radio ad for uh i forgot what, one of his um it's like x3 or something oh it was and, iodine it was nascent iodine for yeah, you know like nuclear uh, holocaust <laughs> yeah let me find uh you know, I sent it to a couple. But yeah, it was, it, it, was, it was just hilarious. Yeah, you know, well, it would probably would be getting kicked off. Yeah, it would be, uh, it'd be very R-rated, yeah. I started this show, it's just all of a sudden at the very end, starts to arm, I was like, you know what? And I don't mean to be gross here, but, you know, you're getting basically erections like like you were like when a teenager, and it's so hard, it actually hurts. And if you want to, like, but it's just like the funniest <laughs> thing, because, like, it wasn't. Because I guess it's funny because you give like hard radio ads, but you know, I guess that was like yeah. a, <laughs> a ad about how hard you can get. But it was a, but it was like him just going on and on and on. It's like, I don't mean to be gross or disgusting, guys, but you know, this is, you know, back when you were a teenager and it's going to be even more rock hard than uh, it's so hard it's going to hurt. And they're like, wait, does anybody want something that's so hard it's going to hurt you? Uh, I guess he's getting out the medical disclaimers of what he has to do. And then for the app that I like use to listen to it for some reason, it like every now and then like messes up and like, then like repeats, like whatever was on the last segment. So like the episode like finished or like whatever it was like hour two, and then it like replayed the last like five minutes again. And so it went right back into that like little story again. So, uh, so I got to laugh at it twice and then sent it off to a whole bunch of people. And uh, Branch Janey commenting, wow, unvac sperm is up over 9,000% year over year. Uh, so anyways, well, anyways, you know, we've gotten into all this uh, sort of potty talk. So I know it's listed, yeah. not rated as being safe for kids to live in. And, uh, you know, if you got kids that are all going to be growing up, uh, hopefully not in a transhumanist world where it's trying to save them. So, you know what? Got to have a little fun out here doing this. Make yeah. sure to subscribe in all the places linked down below. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for everyone who's been uh, commenting. Thank you to Arthur Diamond Hands, who's been helping us out with everything behind the scenes. Uh, couldn't do it without you. But anyways, I'll leave it without you. Take care and talk to you.